Good afternoon and welcome the podcast listeners. Um, I also want to encourage any of the podcast listeners, if you have a message um, or would like to comment on these series, uh, these different episodes that are being recorded, you may do so. Um, I look forward to hearing from your um, what you have to say also, okay? And um, to my ladies here on our um, Increasing You Facebook um, group that we have, welcome to Thursday Study. And we have been studying about Sarah. We learned about her name. Um, and we thought about her promise yesterday, um, just a little bit about the promise and understanding her situation, her legacy, uh, what she went through, some of the things, just like bullet points of the things that she went through because, you know, it, it was just bullet points, really. If you really read, you know, that point there, you will see that there is just so much more about Sarah and uh, the changing of her name, so forth, uh, um, from Sarai to Sarah. So um, today's promise, today, I mean, today, Thursday, I'm sorry, today, Thursday's study is her promise. Okay, so let's read this. It says, how hard is it was for Sarah and is for us all as well. To remember God's promises and to wait for him to fulfill them. God's promises are revealed and fulfilled in his own timing, which is often on a calendar far different from our own. Waiting patiently for God to work may be one of the most difficult experiences of our Christian walk. We live in an age of the intimate. We think waiting and doing so quickly is somehow less worthy, perhaps even a bit lazy. We've great, we're great do-it-yourselfers, but we often get in God's way when we take things into our own hands. Do you have something you're waiting for God to do? Have you asked him for the salvation of your husband, of a family member? Are you praying for a rebellious child to come home? Whatever the circumstances, God's timing is the best timing. When you're tempted to step in and make things happen on your own, think of Sarah. Her attempts to fulfill God's promise of a son through her servant Hagar had disastrous results. Remember that God has his own timetable and rest in the assurance that he loves you and will fulfill his promise to you. Promises in the scripture say, Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalms 27, 14. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits and in his word I put my hope. Psalms 130, verse 5. 
Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is a good God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Isaiah 30, 18. Because, but as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. Micaiah 7, 7. These are all promises in the scripture in which are to remind us and to show us the faithfulness of God, how faithful he truly is. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this um, last yesterday about Sarah and the promises and the different places that she was and how she fulfilled that promise. And, you know, and in turn, I talked about that also. I talked about, you know, we find ourselves in those places where we want to do our own thing. And in doing so, we only know how to jack it up. It doesn't get great. It doesn't um, turn out to be the best plan that God has for us. In fact, it turns out to be a struggle. It turns out to be painful and sometimes lonesome. And so it's important that we remember the promises of God and to trust in him. Trust in his timing. Know that his timing is perfect. Is he not the God of the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega? Is he not omnipotent that he knows everything that he is over here and he is over here, all present, consuming God? Is he not the mighty God, the creator of all things? Yes, he is our creator. And if he created us, that means that he knows us. And in that, he knows everything that we need. And he gives it all to us. Okay? And in giving it to all of us, he knows best when he needs to fulfill the promise. So he'll give it to us, but he knows when we will need that promise to be fulfilled. Right? Let's look at a child. A child gets taught in their early years. Now, why do you think that the word of the Lord says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he gets old, he shall never depart from it? And when you think about it, I've had people say to me, yeah, I trusted in that word all the time for my son, but now look at him. He's out there, you know, hustling, doing things. I didn't teach him to do that. He was raised in the church, you know, had him in the church all the time. And all I could think of is, is, yes, 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 I hear you. I hear you. And you did your part. And so this is my encouraging word back. You did your part? Did you train up the child in the way he should go? Yes. And so when he goes, okay, and he's out there, but he, when he, when he is out there, he will know where he needs to pull from. See, because the word of God does not go void. So the word is important and it is in us. And when it is in us, 
it will continue to manifest itself, all right? Whether it's in one season or in another season, whatever that season may be in our lives, it will manifest. So you may have trained up your child, but it doesn't mean that when they got to their teenage and that they're 20 years old, that they walk this perfect will. They're going to stumble. But this is what I encourage you parents. <clears throat> Love them, train them. And when you start seeing them go off to a different things, don't badger them. Love them, love them. And continue to bless them and pray and, and just intercede on their behalf. And because of what you've done, that word will, will, will rise up within them and they won't go so far. It's when you spend bomb, 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 here, here, God, you know better, you know better, you know better, oh, I didn't teach you that way, I didn't tell you that, what are you doing, why would you think that, why would you act this way, oh, you lost your mind, oh, you turned 15, and da, da, da. and you start badgering them, and guess what, they're like, Psh, you're a Christian, and you love God, and that's what you're doing, and I have questions, but you can't answer my questions, and I want to know the more, but you want to just badger me, because I got to follow Jesus the way you want me to follow Jesus, well, guess what, later, mom, Later, dad, and off they go. But I will tell you that because of God's word being his word, him being faithful to his word, the child comes back. That's the faithfulness of God. Now, going back to when a child, when we teach a child things, we teach them how to talk. We teach them how to walk. We teach them how to eat. We teach them how to play. We teach them how to share. We teach them how to um, to interact with others, right? We teach them these things. And as they grow up from being toddlers and, you know, we do the whole preschool and then there's the whole kindergarten. And why do you think that there's 12 years of basic education to help them for the rest of their life? 12 years of basic education that's that's like putting it into a comparison. If we looked at our whole life, we got 12 weeks of training. Reality. So you get 12 years of basic education to learn how to live in this life. But in all these things that you learn in these, in these years of, of education are all so that when you get older, you know how to function. You teach a child how to walk, so they take their first steps. You, t you, you encourage them, you know, every baby's taken and put on the floor so that they can get strong, so they can get into the crawl position, so that they can get into that place where they're, you know, um, getting ready to, to stand, to bear weight on their feet, so that they can then take those first steps. And then, and the reason why you're teaching them to walk is so that they can walk out their journey in their life, right? We teach a child all these different things. We're taught in our lives all these different things. But it's all for a purpose later on in life. It doesn't happen automatically. Right? And so the same way with us. When we get a promise, God may give us a promise. And he says, this is what I promise unto you. And for some of us, we receive the promise and because of where we're at in our walk with Christ that we are 
ready and receiving. Our, uh, the ground is fertile. We have learned. We are in complete submission to the Lord. That area in our life is ready to receive. And so God gives us a promise and boom, turn around and, you know, in, in a month, in a week, in less than a year's time, the promise is fulfilled. And yay. But there are those promises that are the good ones. <laughs> All promises are good. I'm just kidding. But there's those promises where you're like, I have been waiting for God to fulfill his promise. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And he's not doing anything. And I'm in the mix of it. I'm getting confused because I'm hearing from over here and I'm hearing from over there. And I'm I'm trying, but I, I, I don't know what to do. And so in the interim, you, you start doing your own kind of thing. And so here's the thing. While you're waiting for the promise to be fulfilled, stop and reflect on what needs to change in you. Even though God gave you the promise, it doesn't mean that that time and date in which he gave it to you means that it is to be fulfilled in that time season. It just means that he's given you a promise. And you have to trust God as to when he's going to fulfill that. And know that in between point A to point B, he is going to take care of you. He's going to do what he's got to do. That means that he's going to prepare you. He's going to allow for you to go through certain challenges in your life to see where you go, how you live with him. So let's look at Sarah. Sarah was given a promise and she heard the promise. She knew that she was going to be with child at one point in time. Didn't quite know when it was. And she went through this journey and full circled back to the place of home where she now, God comes and visits her the second time. And the Lord says, this time next year, you will be with child. You will have had a child. Now, when we look at the process her 35 years, I believe 30 years of waiting. She had all, she had a surrender where she was comfortable and living at. She then had to, where she went to, she was all, it was wonderful. She was in the land of Canaan. It was all so great and everything, right? And then she from there, she moved out of there because there came a famine. So then she had to go to Egypt. And in going to Egypt, she had to then listen to her husband's plot so that they could be well in the land of Egypt and only to be thrown out to return back to their homeland. In that process, did you hear that she got closer to Christ? Did you hear in that place where she pressed in and that she was submissive to God 
in all that he asked of her? No, you heard her being submissive to her husband. And the different stages she went through in that time period. She went through those different stages. And it was an opportunity for her to learn. It was an opportunity for her to grow. It was an opportunity for her to come out of the place of where she was at. God confronted her, allowed for her to be in, in places so that she can rise up and say, no, I'm going to trust my God. I'm going to trust the Lord God Almighty. I'm going to trust the guy who, who promised me a child. That is where I'm going to go. And I'm going to trust him. And I'm not going to say, you're my sister, you're my brother. I'm going to say, I am your wife. I'm going to go before the Lord so that he internally can bless me, my family. And so in your time of your promise, from the time that you received it to the time that it's fulfilled, this in-between time here, you may have been one of those where you might be at the very beginning. Oh, yes, I got a promise. I got a promise. Yes, 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 I got a promise. And I'm going to hold on. What do I do with it? Okay. And so for those of you who have gotten a promise and are trusting the Lord and are new with receiving a promise and are believing in it, continue to believe in it. Don't ever let go of the vision. Don't ever let go of that promise of what God has said to you. Ask the Lord to continue to fulfill it, to continue to feed it, to continue to mold it, to prepare it, and to prepare you to receive the fullness of your promise. So that you are in the right position that you need to be in, in receiving your promise. That you will never be in a place that you will be out of alignment and that you would lose the promise that God has given to you. Pray that what comes out of your mouth will never curse the promise, but only allow for the promise to be in front of Jesus' face and at his feet, right? So you may be that one. You may be in the place where you've gotten this promise. Yeah, I've been waiting a year, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. You may be in that place. Like, whoa, when am I going to hear from you, God? Well, again, Take that promise if you put it down. Take that promise. Go pick it up. Get that promise. Bring it before the Lord and say, here it is. You promised me. This was your scripture you backed it up with. This is when you said it to me. This is what you said that will be done. And I, I want, Lord, for you to remind you. Say that we can remind you of the promises that you give to us. So I'm reminding you that this is the promise that you gave to me. But I'm also asking you to forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me of the things that have um, blocked for the increase of my promise. Forgive me for allowing for myself not to increase in you. See, because God wants us to, to be in a place where when we receive the fullness of all that he has for us, that we're in a good place, we receive it all. Not some of it, but all of it, all of it. We want it all. And we want to be in a good place so that we can 
um, really obtain every bit and not lose anything of it. And so you may be in that place where you're waiting for that long time period. And it may be even longer than that. You may be just like Sarah. And in this time period, you might have done things where you have made your own way of trying to make this promise to be fulfilled. And you know, deep down inside, it's close, but it's not what God said. It's not completely. It just doesn't have all of God's goodness on it. It doesn't have his thumbprint on it. And you know it. So what do you do? You go back and you give it to the Lord. And say, Lord, I'm going to give it back to you. And I'm going to continue to allow for myself to be open and surrender to you. So that you can refine me, renew me, redeem me, transform me. So that I am ready to receive all of the promises that you have for me. In a right mind, in a right heart. And and in alignment with you. That's what I want. You know, I have a few minutes I want to share this testimony with you. I moved into my home three years ago. Uh, So five years prior to those three years, I received instruction from the Lord and I received the promise that he was going to give me a house. I was going to have a house. I was like, all right, Lord. And I said, Lord, I knew that in that time that I didn't have the finances, I didn't have the credit, I didn't have nothing (laughs) to buy the house because I had already been through avenues in buying my house. I think um, this, not that I think, this is my third house um, of purchase. So uh, in that, I was in a place where I was allowing for God to truly open me up and begin to have surgery, take care of things. And as I was allowing for him to do these things in my life, I continued to reflect on the promise. Now, let me tell you something. Of, of what he did. Okay. So. I waited five years. Before I stepped into this house. Of promise. But the week I received the promise. I was so excited. And I was. So brand new. With receiving a promise. It was the first promise promise that I knew that this was of God that this was his promise it was confirmed it was spoken to me somebody confirmed it without them even knowing what it was and I knew that God was confirming like yes I said that I promised you a house it would be one floor it would be on land there would be a stream that was by it yes that it would be in a wooded area this would be the house that I would give you yes and so I happen to be um in church one morning and I was just rejoicing and I was just crying because I was listening to the word and the word confirmed the promise and was confirming how God speaks to us. So I knew that I knew that I knew that God was truly speaking to me. And then a woman came and laid her hands on me and she said, 
I am. She goes, oh, she's like, oh, Lord, you know, bless her and help her during this time. And initially her um, talk was, her prayer was to comfort me in my sorrow or in my pain is what she thought that my tears were about. But then she paused and she said, oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, we thank you and we praise you for the house. Yes, we praise you and we thank you for the house, Lord, that you have by a stream on a beautiful scape of land in a wooded area. And I, I was crying and I was, and I'm listening to her now. I'm like, I went, what, what, what did you just, wait, what? I had to lean in. What did you just say? I'm like, what is she saying? And she's, she repeats it again. And she has her eyes closed. So she don't even know that I'm looking at her in any kind of way. Um, and she is just saying this, rejoicing. And we thank you and we praise you. And, and so much will come from that. And, um, you know, there, there will be places of prayer. And I'm thinking, lady, you don't even know what I've written down, what God has given to me. And you're... Wait, and I'm realizing God is speaking. And I just began to weep. I was like, I just broke. So out of the joy and out of the excitement of like, yes, 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 yes. I got my house. The Lord's going to give me a house. This is it. I am. Oh, he said, I'm going to have this house. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have a house. Yes. All right. I went. I went to work. I took a week off from work. I I put in a vacation time. I said I need this week off. I took I set it up. I went um I got that week off for you know the following week or so to take off. I took a week's worth of vacation. I prayed throughout my house and I started to pack up my whole house. And I packed up everything because I believed that the house was coming cuz that was the promise. And so I packed up everything and it was like, "Yep, that's it. I'm packing it all up." And I put everything in boxes and I lived in bare minimums. I wrote on a piece of paper and I wrote a scripture and uh Oh man, what was the, the, the scripture? I can't remember at this moment, but I wrote this scripture about, you know, something that I wrote. I was led to write it uh, and it can't come to me right now, but I put it on my front door. The reason why I put it on my front door was that because I believed all so wholeheartedly that a man was going to come through drive through third street in Bethlehem, see this note on my door and say, yep, that's the house with the scripture on their door. And, uh, that's the house I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this lady some money and I'm going to be able to buy, um, her a, a, a house because that was the way that my carnal mind was thinking, right? God gave me a promise. I'm going to get a house. He knows I can't afford it. He, I, I asked that I, it would be debt free. So yeah, Lord, <laughs> um, I want this house. And so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do what you're doing. And I'm, I'm moving, I'm acting in faith. I mean, I was that whole week I was praying through my house. I, I was, I was declaring in the name of Jesus. I would be like the virgins that had the oil. I was going to have my lamp and my oil. I was going to be ready because Jesus wasn't going to come and I wasn't going to be prepared. That man who, who was going to give me that right out of check for me to buy a house wasn't going to come through and me not be prepared. I wanted to be so prepared. I was so prepared that 
if you would have rolled up to my house and that and somebody gave me that check and said you're moving today and I got a U-Haul truck and you you know let you got you know 3 hours to pack to load up or whatever you know or 1 hour you you could have said 1 hour 1 hour listen I was ready I was ready I had everything in boxes I chose to live in bare minimum because I needed to be ready that was the way that my carnal mind was thinking. Okay? So that's what I did. And I was so joyous. I was so happy. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. And a week went by. And I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm good. I'm rejoicing. I'm testifying. And I'll tell you what. In that month's time now waiting, people, I would stand at my door. People would say, listen. That verse that you have on the door has blessed me. And me of my ignorance, I would say, oh yeah, amen. And then in my head, but it ain't for you, but I'm glad it blessed you. It's the word of God. It's going to bless you. That's God's word. But it's not for you. It's for somebody. It's, that's for me. So that when I it gets seen. See the ignorance, the carnal mind. I was fixated on the promise, but I was still thinking in a carnal mind. So I had to go through a process. And my process was that way on after everything, I realized, um, let me say, so two and a half years went by. About two and a half years went by. Yeah. And in those two and a half years that had gone by, I didn't move. I was still there. And I started to think about real, I started reflecting on my life. Now, at this point in my life, I had, you know, it was the the pivotal point in my life that I had given my heart to the Lord. I was serving him wholeheartedly, fully, like I was way deep. So I had been serving him very faithfully for, you know, three years by that time, very faithfully. I had allowed for him to change and mold me and do a lot of transforming and and changing in my heart. I was growing and excelling in that. And so the time came in my life when I looked at the my house and I said, you know what? It needs a renewing. I'm going to renew this house. I'm going to paint it because I still need my house to be prepared. But you know what, though, God, I realized that what you the house that needed to be prepared and the house that needed to be ready was this house my my body my house the house the houses the spirit of god the holy spirit this was the house that needed to get ready now is there a promise to a house yes there's there's a promise to the house i believe that there was an actual house still but I was moving so hastily in all these different directions and God allowed for the steps that I took in preparing for a house to receive a house. God showed me that that's exactly what he did, preparing me in the supernatural, preparing me spiritually. He prepared me so that I could receive the more of him of what he had in store. And so I was a little bit, of, I was out of alignment. So he had to get me where I was 
All right, there was the less of me, right? And the more of him, the less of me, and the more of him, the less of me, the more of him, the less of me, more of him, the less of me, the more of him, till we came to a place where we, it was, all right, this is all about you, Lord. And I am going to house who you are. I want for whoever sees me, they see Jesus. That's what I want, Lord. And so I fixed the house up again. I painted it. I um, did new floors to it. Um, you know, just went through it and did a whole new refreshing and everything. And, you know, kind of just, you know, little by little doing all this stuff. And I said, let, let me just invest into this home. And, you know, God ultimately showed me a yes. That's exactly what he has done. He has invested in me. Yet once again, preparing. And so now, you know, new floors were going down and painted, fresh painted walls were going up and things were being taken care of. And it, there was a fresh new look and the, the look of being packed up and boxes everywhere being ready to go no longer was. There was a um, uh, an opportunity to, another situation had occurred in between of that, which allowed for all the junk that I harbored in my basement to be gone, <laughs> got rid of that and everything that was in the upper house, in the upper room, was brought to the place of storage and waited for the time for the house. And so in this time, when the time came that the house came and it was presented to me, it was my heavenly, it was my earthly father who said to me, I was sitting at, um, at my brother's um, house and uh, my brother lives across the way, across the field from me. And my father said, hey, Tina, you see that house over there? Um, the owners, they're either renting or selling it. They really don't know what to do. But that house over there is is." Is available. So I went and I looked at it and I said, wow. I said, oh, that's an wow, Lord, you know, it's a one floor house. Like, wow, that's really interesting. Okay. And so long, long story short, moving that part quickly forward. When my father spoke to the owners of the house um, and the owners of the house said, okay, let, talk, let your daughter speak to me, you know, give her exchange numbers. And from one day to the next, what had happened was that um, at my church, there was a um, an evangelist named Jonathan Shuttlesworth who had came to visit. And so the owners came to visit my church to come and listen to him. And as they did, they saw me say goodbye to my father. And I and in doing so, the lady said, um, the owner of the house looked over at my father and she said, how do you know Pastor Tina? And he goes, that's my daughter. That's the one that wants to know about your house. And she almost flipped over with joy because she couldn't believe that Pastor Tina was the one who was interested in her home. And she automatically felt the peace of God in her heart because they had been waiting for three months for an answer of what to do for the house and why they were waiting for this house to be um, to make that decision, whether it was to be sold or to be rented. And so... Um, when she saw me, she said, this is your house. This is your house. This is your house. And I said, okay, like, wow. And I'm like, I am nearly not prepared or ready for this at all. 
but you, God, you know all things, so I'm going to trust you. And so in that, um, I she took me to come and see the house, and so I'm going to put that part real quickly on pause. Um, a year beforehand, I had a dream. I had asked the Lord, Lord, please, I hope you haven't forgotten about me, but I really want um, to know that that you haven't forgot about the house and that I'm really going to be receiving this house soon and that you're going to prepare me because you know the situation in my home is changing in my house that I currently live in. And so those things are going to be changing and I'm, I'm going to need a home. I know, I know you know this, so I'm trusting in you. And so the Lord um, gave me a dream and, and I remember uh, falling asleep and waking up and him, the Lord saying, come walk with me. And I got up and I walked with him and I remember walking and coming to like a corner and I see all this grass. And then I remember him taking me to the back part of the house to come into the house. And when I did that, um, I, I could look around and I could see that the house, that the walls were yellow and um, the floor was a wooden floor and I sat down on the floor because I was so joyous and I looked out the window and when I looked out the window, I could see that it was a wooden, um, uh, wooded area and a huge backyard. And I was like, wow, Lord. And I said, I want to get up. And I says, I want to go and see the streams. I want to see, I know there's a stream here. And he says, the stream is right along the side of you, which was him. And I woke up. And so I was rejoiceful for that. And I said, okay, I know the house is coming. I know that it's here. So when I came to this house and I looked at this house and it, you know, I looked all around and the lady said to me, you know, we painted. Now I wasn't paying attention to what she was saying, but she kept saying, well, we, we just, we just primered everything. You know, we didn't really do a painting, but we just primered it because we didn't know what we were doing. And she was like, I still can't believe that it's you. I still can't believe that it's you. This is just so amazing what God does. But okay. Yeah. So come on, look, look through the house. I'm looking through the house. I'm thinking this house is beautiful. Like, wow. All right. Thank you, Lord. And and then we go downstairs and she's like, you know, we, we primered everything. She goes, oh, but this room down here, uh, this one room, she was like, it was like an office and everything. She goes, this is the color of the house that the whole house was. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, she goes, yeah, I really like yellow. Now she said that she showed me the yellow. It did not hit me. I did not say, oh my gosh, this is it. That did not hit me in any kind of way. In fact, what happened was that um, the next room she took me to was a prayer room. And it was a room that I had particularly asked for of the Lord. But, you know, I, I, I knew that I would know that it was the house when I saw the prayer room, not the yellow painted walls. Go figure. Right. And so um, when I saw the prayer room, I was like, yes, this is the house. And I was so grateful. So as I... Um, Rejoice from seeing this house. I said, all right, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get this house. I don't know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do this, because uh, can I can I afford it? Can I buy this house right now at this time? Like, Lord, help me. And I remember sharing with my sister and my sister goes, well, you'll know. She was like, you know, she's like, this house sounds like the right house. I mean, she goes, all you it's it's like practically verbatim to what God said that he was going to give to you. So all you need is the yellow walls. And when she said that, 
I fell to my knees in excitement of joy, got up, jumped around, grabbed the phone, called the owner and said, can you please tell my sister the color that was on the walls and why you primed them? Because this was your favorite color, but you painted all the walls. And she said that it was yellow. So we all knew that we knew that we knew that the house was mine and that it was the house of the promise. Needless to say, I am here in the house. God opened the door. He opened the ways. He made a way and he blessed me in abundance. And there's so much more to that testimony, but that is the most that I want to give to you. And I tell you this story. I give this to you about a promise. I waited for five years for this house. But in the process, I had to allow for God to change me. I had to allow for him to change my heart. I had to allow for him to renew my mind. I had to allow for me, Tina, to decrease so that he can increase in me. And so that I can be in the alignment and the perfect will of God to receive this house. And when I did, then I was truly blessed. And the house became mine. Amen. And so I encourage you with my testimony and with reading about Sarah, that her house, I mean her, yes, her house, her house, her body, her being had to be right. It had to come into alignment. It needed to come into a place right with the Lord. So she had to step out of being Sari to being Sarah because she needed to understand him in her. That is the base. She had to come into an alignment. And when she came into alignment, she received the promise of God. And that was the child that God said that she will have. And so I say to you, be encouraged. Don't give up. Keep on pressing forward. Know that God is faithful to his word. Know that he stands by his word. Know that he commands for the angels to move in your behalf when he speaks. And when he speaks his word to be manifested in your life. Stand strong. Don't give up. If you've given up, I encourage you to stand up. Dust off your knees. Dust off your feet. Dust off your hands. Lift your hands to the sky and give God all the glory and all the praise because it all belongs to you. The devil is a liar. He's tried to take your promise for way too long. It belongs to you. So go and get your promise. Stand in him. Say, Lord, here I am. I'm ready. I'm going to surrender it all to you. I'm not going to look at the time frame, but I'm going to look at what you need to do to me. And so that I can be in prepare because nothing is impossible for God. If God sees that you ain't moving, doing what you need to do, and it looks like it's not going to be another 10 years, but you get yourself in alignment, you begin to pray, you begin to change because prayer changes things. When you get into it, God will shorten that and bless you accordingly. I know he would. So I look forward to hearing the testimonies of promises being fulfilled in your life. Amen. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you for your favor. We thank you, Lord, ultimately for your promise in our lives. Thank you that you have promised, given us a promise, and that you will be faithful to your promise because your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And therefore, we stand in the place that we know that you will be faithful 
to your word because you are always faithful. You have not come short in any time. You're always on time. And so forgive us for thinking uh, with a carnal mind and for trying to make things done in our own way. But let us just continue to rise up and stand up and rejoice in you. Lord, send the angels to each and every one of these women to dust off the dust from the their knees and their feet and their faces and their hands and place a new garment on them, Lord, so that they can rise up and rejoice in you. Let it be a garment of praise, Lord, upon them that they will praise you and worship you and glorify you and that they will surrender their hearts wholeheartedly to you, that they will say, Lord, here I am, enough with my funniness enough with me trying to think that I need to fix things that I need to do things that I got to get this right before I can come to your throne Lord enough with that I pray that they would awaken right now and that they would say here I am here I am I give it all to you I'm going to trust you wholeheartedly and I know that you're about to fill fulfill the promise in my life you're going to prepare my body prepare my mind and prepare my atmosphere to receive what you have in store for me in Jesus name amen I bless each and every one of you rejoice today for this is the day that the Lord has made rejoice and be glad in it make it a great day bye bye now